you wanted to be able to see things. You wanted people to not hold you back. They won't. No one will ever hold you back because no one will remember you. Welcome back to another episode of Strong Municipal Libraries podcast, where we talk to you about the books we'd like to recommend. And Sam and Chasley, who both haven't been on the show in a little while, yeah. are joining us to talk about The Invisible Life of Addie LaRue, which Katie has also read. Mm-hmm. I think this is the second time this year where I've been completely out of the loop with what <laughs> everybody else is reading. But I'm going to sit back and enjoy it and ask a bunch of dumb questions. Okay, so who wants to introduce how they came across this book? I definitely will. I came across it because it's by V.E. Schwab, who is one <laughs> of my all-time favorite authors. And so I keep keep track of what she's got going on and pretty much obsessively. I've been waiting for this one for like six months before it came out. And then I was I was super excited and checked it out and read it in one day. Isn't this the second time you've gone on our show talking about a V.E. Schwab book? I at think at so. least the second. Yeah, because <laughs> I think... was. Did you have Schwab time? I did. Yeah, we yes. had a whole whole podcast. I think devoted to my adoration of a her Schwab writing. Schwab session. Schwab session. <laughs> Which is funny. Chastley's the reason I checked out the book because <laughs> what was it for one of the holiday things a couple years ago? She recommended a book that I think Ruth would enjoy. So I went through. I don't like giving people books that I haven't read. So I read the first hundred pages. Like, oh, this is like fantasy. I'm not going to like it. And I read through the first hundred pages and like as soon as she was done, I was like, okay. And that turned out to be the Darker Shade of Magic series, which progressively got longer and longer, <laughs> which wasn't a bad thing. But it's like for me, if that first book hadn't been shorter, I never would have read it. But I was blown away. I loved them. So when this book came out, I was like, okay, I have to read this one. <laughs> so and have you read everything now that she's written, at least for adults? Oh, no. I've read the three Darker Shade of Magic books and then this one. Okay. Okay. So no, I'm not as versed as Chesley, but... <laughs> I have now read everything except for one of her teen series. Like I even went back to like her first published novels and I read all, or just read everything. I love her stuff, stuff so much. It's kind of funny because Addie LaRue kind of struck me as being very YA in tone, even though it's an adult mm-hmm. book. And I thought that was really fascinating. I agree. It definitely felt like it had this tinge of like discovering who you are and your purpose in life and where you stand with other people and your passions and like becoming who you're meant to be. Like all of those themes that are very present in a lot of YA novels. It felt like this was all about that, despite the fact that she was hundreds of years old. Right? Interesting. It's a question you never stop asking, I guess. Yeah. You know, you get to go through all your different phases in life multiple times. It was <laughs> funny when she talked about the years when she was just like, you know, those were my crazy years. Like, I don't talk about that. Like, I lost my mind for a few decades there. I'm back. I'm okay now. I've settled. I've come out of my, you know, psychosis. I'm mm-hmm. good. So it was pretty neat. I enjoyed that, the way it moved through all the different periods and kind of let you follow along with her as she kind of found herself and figured out loopholes and all that fun stuff. So how is it that she's able to be several hundred years old? I'm guessing magic is involved. Ah, yes. Okay. I'll I'll introduce a little bit of this. So she is young. She's living in France in a rural village, and she is basically arranged to be married to somebody and is horrified at the idea of never leaving her town like she's thinking about it and she says if I get married I will be here forever and I will never even be able to go to the big village my dad goes to so she makes a deal with I just darkness 
one the, the knight. One of the old gods, I think that was. Yeah, like kind of an unnamed, not really evil, but not good, like trickster-esque type god that is obviously twisted, <laughs> where she wishes that she's able to see things. I don't know the exact wish if someone has it written down, but basically she wishes for something pretty easygoing and he goes, perfect, I'll give you the opposite of what you want. <laughs> oh, man. But it followed like the letter of what she wanted. Oh, yeah. Right, exactly. He gave her exactly what she asked for. So, yeah, so anytime she leaves the room or anytime someone breaks, they, they forget she ever existed. So that's yep. kind of the thing. So she can live forever, but no one will ever remember her. That's yeah. depressing. And that goes for like paper too. Like she can't rent an apartment in the modern day world mm-hmm. because she can't like write her name or it disappears as soon as she writes it. So she can't hold a job. She can't like all of these things. That she can't. Can... She's also an artist. She yeah. loves drawing and she's not able to make a mark on the world at all. She can't even sketch something like nothing she ever does to change the world will stay. Even if she knocks a pot over, it doesn't break because he doesn't exist kind of interesting so how does she get by because that sounds like being locked into an eternity of boredom sort of well being i guess that it's you know the, the dark night old god that you know she can steal things so that's kind of how she gets along in life she can <laughs> yeah. take things but i think they it's cover remember. right i mean it's cover that she can't die like she does stuff early on where it's like you know she tries to starve to death she's fine she gets like i want to say she gets attacked at one point it's just kind of like oh everything's fine like yeah. you know Nothing stays, not like terribly attacked, but like struck. So I'm just like, oh, well, there, that's, there it's mm-hmm. going. So that's the thing. She stays exactly as she was when she made the wish. Yeah. And no one ever, just no one ever remembers her. And they're not shy about the downside of not having any human connection or ability to do anything. Like a lot of the times in the book, she is homeless or on the verge of starving because there's there's no way unless she can rely on the kindness of strangers who happen to be right there and not turn around <laughs> before they give her something. There was one that struck me. She was like, I think he was, he was a heavy alcoholic. And so when he would wake up in the morning and she would happen to be next to him, he wouldn't question it because yeah. he... He was a blackout drunk. And so that was one way that she had a place to sleep for some nights. Yes. And there are people that she, I don't understand how she became friends with them other than the fact that these people are probably like fast friends because she knows about them enough. She can kind of con her way into their apartment when they're traveling and things like that. So she, she just kind of slides into the shadows of people's lives and lives there for a while. That yep. almost sounds like it would be depressing material in light of how isolated everybody was in 2020. Yeah. In a way. Yeah. It's a little melancholy. <laughs> it but does. I think, though, they, like part of it is the imagination that it provokes. Like, you can't help but think, how would I do it differently, mm-hmm. you know, as you go through? And so you're just, like, constantly thinking about, like, what if that was me? You know, how would how would I make different decisions when I can't even, like, have a savings account? Like, you know, yeah. it, it's, it's, it's definitely that kind of imaginative story that you have to put yourself in and think your way through it. Yeah, there's stuff where, like, you kind of get caught on the wheel where she's just, there's days where she's like, I can't. I'm not going to go talk to this person. I'm too exhausted. Like, I can't go through all the steps it'll take to, you know, hang out with them, get dinner, go to their apartment. Instead, I'm just going to, like, sit out here and starve today or I'm going to go hide and read. Yeah. And she does. She does love reading. Reading is something that happened. She was not literate when she was younger because she was a woman in, in olden days, France in a village. So she eventually does learn to read. And that's one thing that really is important to her because it's a way for her to kind of not be in her life for a little while <laughs> but reading and art are, are just incredibly important to her in the story and for the entire length of the novel you realize how important it is to 
leave your mark in some way, even if it's just having relationships or something as esoteric as like making a sculpture that is someday found in someone's like tiny museum somewhere. The important and the importance of her like yearning to be able to participate in the world. Does she like is she struggling at all to try to find a way to reverse the deal that she made or is she just living with it? She's, I mean, I guess it's mentioned, like, if you open a little flap, it's kind of mentioned that she does get visited by the god every year normally. And there's some breaks in there due to some interpersonal issues between the two of them. And, but, you know, <laughs> I think that's why I made a point to mention, like, an, the darkness. <laughs> an old god, because, you know, you read a lot of the old mythologies and things, and they were very human in their attributes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, they got jealous, they got upset. So she's very much like he's an old god in the fact that, like, he interacts, he's, they kind of have personality Flashes yes. here and there. So that adds a lot to it that, you know, they're constantly kind of struggling with each other. She's trying to figure out a way to get out of it or ways to how, how can she function outside of what she thinks the limits are? Mm -hmm. How can she take what he said and, you know, kind of do the same thing he did to her? So here's yeah. very literally what you <laughs> gave me. So what are the parameters in which I can operate to make things happen to benefit me? Reverse Uno card. Right. So <laughs> Reverse to reverse. Basically, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And a lot of her, like, zest for life just comes down to the fact that she doesn't want him to win. Yeah. Like, she doesn't want to to finish their deal because that means that she gave up. I think that's one of the things that makes her so great. Like, you just, I love to read, like, yeah. everything about her. She was fantastic because mm -hmm. she was just like, nah. <laughs> like, like, she would be on the verge and he would just come and just be like, <laughs> <laughs> You're about to give up, and she'd be like, "You know what? Leave." <laughs> right. It is a great testament to the power of spite. Yep. You know? <laughs> yes. Yeah. That is whole story is. But there's also a love story. Yes, there yeah. is. Sam, how did you feel about the love story? Henry was his name, right? Henry. Yeah. Yeah. Henry sucks. Like, he does. He's the worst. I mean, to be honest, like I was just like, like I get it. It's like you know, like oh man, this person. I think it worked out well. I'm not without giving too much story well that he's not like a life, not someone you're gonna see. For a long time. And they like made it very clear that he's not like, like her reason for living. Yeah, like, none of that so crap. It doesn't yeah, get weird like that. Because she was just, I was like, oh, I was like, you could do better. But yeah, no, he was just, <laughs> I just was totally unimpressed with Henry. But it fit and it was good and it made yeah more made it more interesting. He wasn't he can, the blackout drunk, right? Right. No. He can okay. remember her. That's the exception. Well, and that's really the only reason that she stays honestly, with him at all. And honestly, yeah. Like, is he can remember who she is. And because he also, is that too much of a spoiler? There's a spoiler alert. Put your hands over your ears. He also made a deal with the old darkness okay, god. Yes. So they kind of, they have kind of null zones around them, I guess, where neither of their deals work on the other. Yeah. So part of their relationship is just it being refreshing that they don't have to deal with the consequences of the deal that they made for a while they like each other as people but you get the idea that it, it's not like like sam said it's not like a world ending romance it's not like a love of the ages it's literally them like taking refuge in the fact that they don't have to like suffer <laughs> for kind a of trauma while. bonding sort of almost kind yeah. of yeah because the same way he made a wish that was twisted and now he basically lives not as bad of a life as she does because hers is really rough but honestly he made a real bad deal he's dumb guys yeah. <laughs> i'm just gonna go out there and say it if you read this be prepared for a few chapters about a dumb guy there's a reason why the story's not told from his perspective well, yeah. and if you like henry you should probably look at if you're dating someone look at them and just think about maybe your poor decisions you made by <laughs> by being attracted to people like henry but 
But yeah, it, I would say Henry's a YA character, even if Addie isn't. Yes. <laughs> and that's what I thought was cool, which I just made the connection. Because before, when I read it, I liked the fact, bring up the young adult, that she keeps that 23-year-old, you can't tell me what to do. Like, I'm still, somehow through 300 years of life, she's kept that, like, everything's new. I'm seeing all these new and amazing yeah. things, even after 300 years. And Henry's very much like that person you dated in college where you're kind of like, ooh, yeah, I did that. So, <laughs> so yeah. he's that guy. He seems kind of deep, but he's not. And he's... NPR has this quote that I absolutely loved about the story in their review. It said, it's a bit cheeky to call the invisible life of Addie LaRue Faust for romantic bisexual goths, but it's not wrong. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> but it's not wrong. So was there anything as she was watching the world develop and change? Was there Were there any passages about her uncovering something unique and exciting as, you know, technology developed and people got theoretically smarter? <laughs> I mean, she lived through a lot of stuff. Like, there's points about her during, like, the wars, like, during the French yeah. Revolution and then in the World Wars and things like that. Like, her being captured at one point and how it was really difficult. How was she going to get out, escape, if people kept forgetting who she was? Because it's like, yep. they didn't care. <laughs> they so, would forget she was in the cell. And they'd yeah. walk back and be like, uh. <laughs> oh, that's depressing. Yep. So, they there was a lot of cool advances, but like for her, cell phones didn't matter. She had no one to call, no one to talk to. Mm -hmm. She was like, never saw a point to it. She couldn't really go and in stuff. and pay for one because don't work. by the time the dude ran in the back to get the phone, he'd come out and be like, who's this phone for? Cameras don't work. Video cameras, all anything that would record her doesn't work. I do think that as the world opens up for women in general, like I think it gives her a lot more options. And especially as people are more open to casual relationships, it gives her a lot more of a chance to like bond with people. And something that she does that's almost like this weird acrobatic trick is that she will find artists and she will live the, with them for long enough that she kind of like implant something like a part of her in their like psyche almost so she has like a hand in someone's like artwork or in someone's music where maybe her name's not on it and maybe it's not exactly what she did but they'll she'll leave and they'll notice something around their house and be like huh that would make a really cool musical piece uh, so she's leaving these very weird like small marks on the world that only she knows about She's like their their muse in, yeah. in the most literal way like a human could possibly be. <laughs> yeah, where they don't remember meeting her, but they just remember feeling really happy when they woke up the next morning and they have no idea why. Timeline-wise, does it spend more time in one particular place in her life? Or... I, I mean, like a lot of it is in the modern day because it's, you know, it, there's that big focus on her relationship with Henry, but it does go like back and forth through time a lot. So you kind of get an overview of, of what she's been through. You get a lot of the beginning. Mm -hmm. And then you get some of the anniversaries, quote unquote, of the deal where she does meet the darkness slash devil slash night her annual <laughs> like, performance evaluation basically, yes. yeah. they basically about the same yeah basically they basically meet and just like snark each other for a little <laughs> oh time God. and he goes i guess next year's the year and she goes die please <laughs> yeah for like a slow burn romance man that's that's the one yeah. <laughs> i forget yeah. henry because it also like you know i think she's probably the only person in the universe that she can't die so she can be as shitty to him as she wants <laughs> and right like her deal kind of goes he gave it to her but in a way you start realizing that it doesn't benefit him as much as he thought it would either he didn't that he has her and she up. doesn't yeah fact that she won't give up to him it's just like come on like i'm ready to be done with this at least you know you think he may 
Maybe he does. Maybe he's happy. He's like, you don't know. You don't know until you it's read. Like a, it's like a mutual fund that you can never withdraw. Right. <laughs> it's like this, is, this circle keeps going forever. I thought it'd be fun, but it's not. Almost like a never-ending divorce. Anyway, uh, how do you guys think this stacks up with other V.E. Schwab books? So I would say that it is not as good as the Darker, Darker Shade, Shade of Magic. Magic. Darker Shade of Magic, but at least on par and probably better than the rest of her stuff. Oh, her, the thing I like, I've only read like a handful of her books, but she has characters that like you genuinely like. And when it's over, you're kind of like, man, I'm not going to miss that person. I'm going to miss following along with them. I think she does a good job of giving you the outside world and their inner workings. So you get like this thing, like you almost have a relationship with the character, which is yeah. I really enjoy in a writer. That's like, you know, by the time it's over, it's like, man, I'm going to miss that person. Instead of just like, oh, man, that person's lame next. You know? <laughs> was Addie LaRue one of those characters for you? Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, there were points where it was just like, you know, but it was also like having like a person you know, where you're like, don't do that. Like, that's... <laughs> no, but then, you know, you see her grow and everything. So, yeah, it's rewarding by the time you're done. Cause you're like, yeah, someone like I got invested in and they did. They kind of grew and learned things. Yeah, I can't imagine how she would have a sequel to this one. But if she did, I would just be thrilled. Yeah, that's the one thing I was going to say complimentary towards the book is that it is a standalone, which I think is very rare in a fantasy series these days. Well, fantasy these days. Because one thing about The Darker Shade of Magic it, it is it is multiple books and they do get longer <laughs> as the series goes on. So this is a good maybe intro to Victoria Schwab, V.E. Schwab. If you don't want to get started on a full series, maybe pick up this book and see if you like this kind of like personal style of writing. And if you do, then you can expand. The universe, the Schwabiverse. <laughs> and if there's any authors out there listening, me and Katie had a good discussion about we want to see one of these books where the dark devil character or whatever makes the deal accidentally comes with like a contract lawyer and tries yep. to make like a deal with him. And it's like, just a skit where it's just them, a short story maybe, where yeah. it's just them arguing over terms and conditions. Oh my gosh, I love it. <laughs> because so often the poor guy, you know, is like, oh, he's terrible. He's still like, well, you got what you asked for. Like, I'm yeah. not the villain here. <laughs> You just didn't, you just panicked and made a bad decision. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like the, I didn't do anything I just wrong. want 20 pages of someone being like, I'd like to add on a rider where <laughs> we talk about. <laughs> right. Well, actually on this day, you know, just get down to legal. I think that'd be funny. <laughs> Can we switch over to section eight, uh, part <laughs> six, uh, just right. to talk about that clause right there. <laughs> I don't have, I, I know, understandably, it's been a good chunk of time, like right after she made the deal. What was the first indication that things went completely awry from what she expected? <laughs> Almost one. immediately. Like <sighs> she turns around and like goes back home and her parents don't know her. And they're yeah. basically like kicking her out because they think she's a thief. Oh, wow. And they don't even know they have a daughter. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's actually really sad. <laughs> and it takes her maybe like, okay, like what's happening? Yeah. So oh, she, that's bad. She ends up like sleeping like in the mud next to a river, I think, because no one will let her into their house. I think she runs across someone who is going to help her and then goes inside and forgets she's out there. Yeah. Yeah. She learns pretty quickly, like, exactly the terms of what's happened to yeah. her i mean like it is not left in suspense for her that's rough yeah it it's a really good book i do think it is like i said earlier a little melancholy though so if that's not the mood you're in i would maybe not do this i did have a little bit of an existential crisis a good ways through where i was just like no one will ever remember me what's the point of being alive <laughs> <laughs> well you know you can influence those around you Yes. And yeah. we still Even remember who you are. Yeah, it creates the crisis, but it also gives you wep uh, weapons. It gives you tools to, <laughs> to work with it. I like her. At one point, she says there's defiance in being a dreamer, which seems to me it was another very, like, YA thing, but also mm -hmm. something that, like, 
it sounds kind of like a truism, but is actually like true. Yeah. Like as many times as people have critically called me idealist, I was like, I read that line and I was like, yeah. <laughs> I think it does have like the young thing, but it also relates. It's good for older people, I think, who feel like they're not making any sort of mark in the world. Yeah. They're not doing, I mean, it's a pretty universal feeling of just like, what am I doing? I feel like, yeah. you know, everywhere I go, no one remembers, no one cares. Yeah, I feel like I'm not changing anything. What am I doing with my life? And you're kind of like, okay, but, you know, I can do this. I can. No I don't even have either. 300 years to read all the books and learn all the languages. <laughs> That's true. The downside. It is funny because, yeah, it's the part where she like steals books and like dead languages and stuff. And it's just like, oh, I can read that because she already learned all of them. That's awesome. She's real bored. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, can you imagine most of those 300 years were without Netflix? And most of those or 300 books. years were without, like, a roof or no, running yeah, water. I mean, like, fair, like, but still. <laughs> no, yeah, like, like I, you're just sitting in the street for 12 hours. I'm sure at some point you're going to be like, well, after the psychosis, as Sam says, ends, you're <laughs> like, well, I guess I'll just get a book or something. <laughs> the only only thing with the, the book that's bothered me, and I put this in my Goodread review and the mission of old people, is that she meets a lot of people in bars, and somehow they never go to the bathroom or anything like that. Yes. I just, I just—it's one of the things that bothers me. Is she like someone who's like, "I'm going to the restroom. Well, I'll come with you, and we'll talk. We'll never stop talking. We'll it's, hang out." It's just—it's the only thing in the book that was like, "How? How does this? Okay, how does I, want someone... to, I want this to be addressed, but it never was." Oh my yeah. god! Kind of like how does someone get through a full dinner hanging out at your house and never turn around? Right, it's like we had four drinks and he never, like, no, that's not true. That can't happen. But <laughs> then we went to his apartment and we stayed up all night. And I was like, he, how did he? Did no one go to the bathroom this whole night? <laughs> Sam's, Sam's here with the logistics. <laughs> it was the only thing about the book. Because he did so good at covering every base. It was the only thing that was just like, I just believe that there's a reason. And maybe, like I said, she learned how to be like, hey, I'm going to leave the door open. We'll talk while you're doing that. You know, it's like. <laughs> Maybe that was it. That's my belief. He's a buddy just... system. <laughs> right. All right. Those are all the questions I could think of. Anything yeah. else you want to add apart from, you know, the logistics? <laughs> One writer called it ironically unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, if you are looking for your next melancholy and unforgettable gothy romance read, feel Sounds free right. to give this one a try. <laughs> and stay tuned next week for more fantastic book recommendations. Bye.